Good day, my name is Dean Crocker. I'm a senior economist with the PhD Wealth Research Team. And today I'll be taking through our latest findings on the completed EIA of ExxonMobil. So given the context of where the world is at the moment and the narrative, we were looking for alternative diversified US-based oil producers. Um, this led us to look at various guys and ended up with ExxonMobil. Now, in terms of executive summary and just the, the few key takers I'd like to leave with you following this presentation is ExxonMobil, uh, their latest results has really generated and, and reflected strong generation of free cash flows with a very low net debt composition relative to that free cash flow. Now it's worth noting that they did see significant improvement in the back of higher LNG prices and oil prices, but that did not take into account where the current oil price is touching about $130 a barrel at the moment. In terms of the correlation to oil, it's highly correlated, which offers a nice oil hedge, particularly given now that there's a tremendous amount of volatility in the oil, and it does seem like it might be a bit more sticky than, than we had originally thought, um, which would then in the longer term benefit um, ExxonMobil. They do have a low break-even cost of only about $41 a barrel, so you can imagine when you're generating or selling oil at close to $130, the margin that you are able to generate. They have about 20% additional volumes expected, and this is something management had spoken about. Um, it's largely coming through from the Permian region, which is also going to benefit the U.S. economy because they have now recently just announced that they are boycotting all Russian oil, which implies that the price and, and the requirements in terms of oil supply from U.S.-based suppliers is going to be a lot more in demand. So this is also a tick for ExxonMobil. They are mainly U.S.-based. They do have about a 4.6 billion exposure to Russia, and that's in terms of their long-life assets, not in terms of revenue generation base which one could probably expect that, given their news that they are looking to exit, would most likely be impaired in the next set of results. But that would be a once-off event, and going forward, um, I'm quite sure that the, the revenue generation, free cash flow generate through the higher oil prices will offset that. We have calculated intrinsic value at $86, uh, which does imply 11.3% upside at date of release of this report. So in terms of the event, it was the... Fourth quarter 21 results, their full year results. Um, they did report very strong sales growth, really supported by the higher crude and LNG prices, which totaled roughly about $22 billion benefit in terms of price and margin improvements. Um, profit before tax was up 22% to 11.7 billion. Also, the share was up 32%. Net debt, as I mentioned, did decline by 21%. This was on the back of the stronger free cash flow generation and the group's commitment to repaying debt. They have, however, alluded to the point that they would like to maintain some leverage going forward. However, they are at pre-COVID levels now in terms of their net debt. They do have a very low break-even cost at $41, and they are expecting in the next few years, I think roughly about 2027, to reach a $35 break-even cost. In terms of performance, you can see in the table below that pretty much all metrics were great. Um, it did miss consensus expectations on a few of the levels, but by a very small margin. With regards to the impact, so the market reacted slightly negatively to the results. Um, it was down 0.26% relative to the Dow Jones, which was up marginally. Um, year to date, they have, however, outperformed the Dow Jones by 36%. In terms of the year to date performance, at 26.4%. So they really have, you know, the oil industry and the oil counters um, have been an area of great euphoria at the moment and it's one that we do expect to continue given where the oil price is and the significant demand following the reopening of the economy. So oil really has been a sector that has done very well um, over the last, call it six months to a year. 
So in terms of the assessment, this is just a nice little graph demonstrating the correlation between Brent crude oil prices relative to that of ExxonMobil. You can see in the latter stages from February about February 21 up to where it is now, there's been a very, very strong correlation. Um, this is relative to the share price. So where the oil price is now, it does offer some support to the share price of ExxonMobil. In terms of the assessment, so just a bit further, the reason we liked ExxonMobil, we do have other European oil producers in the in the company or in the portfolios we did look for diversification benefits of holding a u.s based oil producer rather than just having european this is really why we led us to ExxonMobil. so it is a u.s based oil producer they do have some operations that are ramping up in guyana which to be fair is still latin america it does remove them from a lot of the turmoil in europe at the moment and they will continue to service the local market they do offer an oil hedge, particularly now given a significant amount of volatility. And there's some excess future earnings expected, particularly given the break-even price at $41. They expect to get to $35 in a few years' time. And they're going to ramp up production by at least 20% in the next period. That's the expectation. So it does support longer-term generation in terms of free cash flow and earnings. They have implemented a $10 billion buyback um, and share buyback in, in terms. Management had alluded to the fact that Originally, they had a great time period in which they do the $10 billion buyback, but on the back of the strong free cash flow generation and the higher oil prices, they would ramp up that timeline. One could argue that this is probably just the beginning of this, particularly given and where the oil price is now. If you're able to maintain those oil prices, or if it is maintained, ExxonMobil is going to generate a significant amount of free cash flow, so one would expect that additional forms of dividends or share buybacks would take place and move back to shareholders. It is a small exposure to Russia, and the group did see some sell-off in terms of that. Um, unfortunately, you are guilty by association to an extent. It's only roughly about 4.6, which is only about 2% of the long-lived assets, so a very small portion of this group. Um, if you do look on the right-hand side, you can see that we've given two tables. The first one just being the mean revision table. You can see that all metrics, apart from the dividend yield, relative to the five-year average and peers, is in favor of ExxonMobil by quite a decent margin. We computed a DCF-based calculation to, to imply our intrinsic value. We reached intrinsic value of $86.77. There is a nice, in the EIA, a nice sensitive table just to show that we did tweak some of the measures to see what the share price um, is implied. And at the moment, it does seem like it is quite skewed to the upside with some benefit going forward. On the back of that, we have calculated that $86, about 11.3% upside, and we've uh, recommended a buy in our books. So just in terms of the final remarks, um, I've touched on a lot of this. They really are a low break-even cost U.S. diversified oil hedge. They are primarily in the Permian and Guyana. They have strong free cash flow generation, and they are aiming and have demonstrated the willingness to continue with shareholder distributions, be it in the form of share buybacks or dividends. They have strengthened their balance sheet. They are sitting on strong reserves um, with ability to ramp up those reserves. So it really does bode well for this company, and the intrinsic value does imply some upside. So if you'd like to place a trade, you're welcome to speak to either your financial advisor or the trading desk. They'll be more than happy to assist. Um, please take note of the disclaimer. Have a great day forward.